Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Universa. Hey, how are you? It's I'm good. good. To, uh, see you again. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you too. Um, I I feel like I'm going to do a gallery view for this one too, for, for our, our YouTube video section at least, yeah. because we do that now. So you can go ahead and check out that subscribe button, click it. You might like some stuff we do, you might not, and that's okay. But if you subscribe, you're not going to miss anything. And you're really not going to miss anything if you hit the bell that lets you know when we upload videos, because YouTube's apparently been really bad about that lately. I actually had a friend ask me, hey, are you not posting to YouTube anymore? And I said, no, we've been posting more consistently than we ever have. So don't know what that's about. But anyways, do the, do the bell, please. Anyways, uh, but, but there's other good news today that we have to talk about. Like, we have a very special guest, Gene, my mm-hmm. friend, Sor- Sarah Sorrentino, not Sora Sorrentino. <laughs> oh, that's Sarah a good Sorrentino. name, though. I should change my name. <laughs> I, I think now you have to. Uh, you're, you're fantastic. You, you have mm-hmm. so much to talk about, and we have so much to talk about. But first, tell me, talk a little bit about yourself. There you go. I almost had word soup there. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> I am uh, an editor. Uh, I watch movies sometimes, but sometimes I forget. <laughs> I, uh, I run a website called FilmCred. Mm-hmm. I uh, have a podcast called Sequels. And um, that's basically it. I'm just, you know, I'm a person on the, on the world, in the world. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a person. You're, you're, a, you're a very funny personality on Twitter, which is like, I, I know it's probably not what you're trying to do. I think it's yeah. just you. you. You just like... <laughs> You, you, you're, you're very cordial and friendly, but then you also don't put up with like film Twitter bullshit, which is like <laughs> great. Cause you need to like, yeah. yeah. think do that. before I tweet too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's a very good policy. You always want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause a, a, a lot of people don't. And you, you mentioned sequels, which is definitely one of, if not my favorite podcast to listen to apart from my own, of course, which is also great. I gotta, <laughs> gotta show the, the sequels mm-hmm. rep on the youtube yeah there you go um but yeah how how have you been we haven't recorded together in a while we mm-hmm. we kind of last time we recorded together you think dragon heart i think on this this podcast it was the digimon one Digi- this podcast was digimon for yeah, sure. yeah. I believe that's the last one you were which on is Sarah. which is like a distant memory i don't even remember what that oh. was <laughs> and, and then and then Dragonheart for sequels. Yeah. Weren't you on We Forgive You with me? Yes, but that was that was definitely before Dragonheart. Yeah, well, yeah. which episode was that? Was that a, oh, it was Escape from uh, L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember because you were like that one scene where Kurt Russell's riding the surfboard. Uh, you wanted the that like board. on the shirt. I still want that on a shirt. It's a great look. I'm sure it exists. What a, what a scene. What is it's such scene? a good scene? It looks beautiful in a weird like, <laughs> it really does. Sort of way. So, I mean, it's good out of all the problems for that movie, I don't think that's the the, the surfboarding one. That's the one. Oh, that, no, that's not a problem. That was, yeah, that was the best it got. <laughs> no, I, I go to bat for that ending. I think that's one of the best movie endings. And like, it gets mm-hmm. just, it's, I like that movie, but that yeah. ending is just like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I, I just want to like walk out and do the middle finger to everyone I hate and be like, <laughs> I still um, haven't seen Escape from New York. You oh, love it. Oh. I have it saved. It's on a watch list. I think it's on a watch list on like HBO, right? Uh, yeah, they, they, right st- 
They still have it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So I've got it saved. Like, okay, Sarah, you're gonna watch this, and I have not watched it. Right. Sarah, you you you're not a fan of scary movies, though, right? So you're not like super into John Carpenter's like whole thing. No, no, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I have. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I have seen some other John Carpenter films, but I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly which ones. Okay. Um, and he he's a little bit there. He's like he's not. I don't know his his horror films don't seem too too like out there for me like I feel like I could watch them if I wanted to Mm -hmm. so older horror films are a lot easier for me to watch gotcha okay less realistic now doesn't look like something happening (laughs) at this moment so I can handle it yeah instead of the thing you could watch the thing from another world the movie it's uh remaking oh yeah is that a black and white like Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. yeah okay it's actually pretty good like it's one of those movies that like like, you know, now when stuff gets remade or whatever, it's like, well, it'll never, like, wash out the original. People will always remember the original. Like, John Carpenter's The Thing is so good, people mm-hmm. kind of forgot about the original. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I guess it's like, that'll, that'll never happen again because there'll never be another movie like that. But I just think that's so funny. It's like a fear that no one ever actually considers anymore. And it's like, no, that did happen. That definitely did happen mm-hmm. at one point in time. Uh, I um but- I once went to like a horror movie marathon. I don't know why the hell I would go to that, but I did. All right. And uh, I saw The Brood there, mm. which I really really liked. And I saw um Spider Baby. Never seen Spider Baby. I don't know that. Spider Baby's good, guys. Spider Baby mm-hmm. is like, I think people say it's like, kind of like Texas Chain Heart Chainsaw Massacre, where it's like a creepy weird family okay situation if i'm getting that correct i don't i have never seen that but that's what i it's kind of like that situation where it's like a, things have gone wrong with this family and they're killing people oh delightful <laughs> and i loved it where do so. the spiders play into it the what where do like the spiders play are they like- i have no idea oh she's like uh one of the characters calls herself spider baby and kills people i forget Oh, okay. <laughs> there's no real spiders i don't think oh no no she has pet spiders okay, a lot. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. i was just uh, curious this the, the spider oh, like, and they they showed child of the corn uh, children of the corn like the first one <laughs> mm-hmm. that was good yeah i could i'm listen i'm getting better i can All do right. it i can watch this stuff. All right. let me know when you're down we'll, we'll have a stream night uh, for <laughs> exorcist three no <laughs> which has the greatest jump scare oh. in any horror movie and it's also rather, just one of the best movies ever <laughs> rather do exorcist 2 but well. no exorcist 2 i know that has its fans i i can't but okay so we're talking about stuff we, we've seen before what have we seen recently sarah have you seen anything recently besides the green knight which is what we are here to talk mostly about today anything um, you want to like recommend or maybe say to avoid <laughs> i had a day off recently and when i have a day off and it's just me I will like watch like as many movies as I can within a day. And um, I watched uh, Harold and Maude for the first time. Love that movie. Loved it. Oh, so good. So good. And I watched um, Designing Women or Design the Des- Designing Women, which is um, uh, Gregory. Uh, no, it's Cary Grant and Lauren Bacall, I think. And uh, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Oh, but I, I bought it from like the Warner Archi- Archive sale like ages ago. So I was like, I got to watch this finally. And um, oh, I rewatched Barb and Star because I want I need to show my boyfriend. Uh, um, I was not a fan <laughs> of that one. Sorry. I really, really liked it. 
I watched the first time I watched it was on a flight back from Florida <laughs> and uh I was kind of like going through and I needed something to like distract me and that movie yeah. worked perfectly uh my boyfriend watched it and uh he liked it a lot too he really liked it I was really happy because it's it's odd it's, <laughs> it's, really it's an odd. insane it's very odd <laughs> it's really weird I, I think it really gets a good when they like drink the drink with they all drink that like massive drink and they get the treasure <laughs> at the bottom. That was when it popped. Like I literally wasn't paying much attention up until that point. And then I'm like, Oh, this movie rocks. I like this movie. I, uh, I had like a, a horrible head cold, hay fever, like the whole, like a cocktail of like basic house illnesses. And I mm-hmm. thought it was COVID and it wasn't right. But mm-hmm. um, I, I took a bunch of cough medicine basically. And I was like, I need to go to sleep. I, uh, oh, Barman Star, 99 Cent Rental. Yeah, I'll probably watch that. And that movie made me feel like I was losing my mind. He's tripping on coughs here, watching Barman Star. It was incredible. <laughs> like, it's like good. a four-star movie, like a solid yeah. four out of five-star movie for me. But that, like, just elevated it into, like, the upper pantheon of stuff I've watched recently, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, sorry, Gene. You gotta... <laughs> oh, maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe it's see that movie in the right uh headspace gotta yeah. put some cough medicine yeah you in. gotta shoot back some cough maybe, maybe no no don't do that if you're not sick don't <laughs> it's horrible don't don't listen to that um there there are other substance enhancements that mm-hmm. won't damage your insides oh <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah gene what else have you seen recently uh recently finally saw bo burnham's inside i thought that was uh are you okay re- I'm like, oh no I, I don't know if it was that depressing but i found i didn't her... feel very depressed I, yeah. I, obviously yeah i think everyone had different experiences during all this mm-hmm. i got to sit at home and work from home with my boyfriend the entire time and i actually like him so uh <laughs> it, and I, I built a bond with his cat so we're friends now That's oh, there cool. okay. um so like for me it was like okay i can this was a, a window into what other people were experiencing a heightened oh. version of what some other people we were experiencing that's interesting yeah. but i didn't have a breakdown over it <laughs> okay <laughs> that's good yeah i didn't i didn't either so yeah i would um i don't know yeah it was just uh, a lot of the songs got me you know just laughing and just found myself just i don't know i found it really funny i'm um, sure there's some heavy themes but um you know for the most part i thought um i really enjoyed Bo burnham so me too yeah, I was really enjoying it. Um, and then I saw Pig, which uh, I think I enjoyed it. It's just uh, very out there, but you know, I love that Nick Cage. He's a good guy. I don't know anything about Pig. I haven't watched the trailer. I just know there's a pig in Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in my mind, up. it's like uh, what was the film with the big giant pig hippo? We uh, uh, Ocha. Ocha. <laughs> in my mind, it's like Ocha, but with a yeah. pig in Nick Cage. <laughs> It's a lot different than Ocha. I would <laughs> There's say. no crazy Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I would say very different from Ocha, but yeah, Pig is uh, certainly a film. I don't know. I think people should just go in like that. Don't see the trailer. Just go in because that's what I did. Oh, I was forced to watch the trailer for Lamb, even though I didn't want to see the trailer for Lamb. Oh yeah, um, I can't figure the trailer out for Lamb, where it's very. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like comedic 
or if it's I terrifying. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I mean, I, somebody had sex with a sheep or whatever, but yeah, <laughs> but, it, it, but uh, otherwise, I I was like, it started. I knew what it was because film Twitter had been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and as soon as the trailer started last night uh, at the theater, I was like, I don't want to see this trailer. I said to my boyfriend, I'm like, I don't want to see this trailer. <laughs> And I watched it and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to see that trailer. It's too weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I just, I, yeah, I want to figure that movie. Like as soon as it comes out, I'll probably go opening day because it just, it's just fascinating in a, in a weird way, I guess. Yeah, watching, because I uh, I saw The Green Knight yesterday yes. uh, with Gene and I saw the trailer on the big screen for Lamb too. I'd seen it on Twitter and I was like, yeah, it looks like an A24 weird movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then watching it on the big screen, I was like, and I, I'm definitely not a guy who's like, the theater is the only way to experience movies. No, like, I, I'm definitely not that. But I will say, like, seeing a trailer projected on the big screen, at least, like, it's just so different. Because, mm-hmm. like, the compression algorithms, like, they crush, like, all the hard work people put into making movies look good. And then on the screen, like, Lamb, I thought looked, like, so good. On, on Twitter, I could scroll past it. I was like, yeah, I'll probably check that out. But they're, like, yeah. really got me that time so uh i, I wanted you to hop off. Get a dune trailer oh no uh, we didn't well we got we there kind of late yeah well I, I saw the new one in the the i saw the imax preview of uh, uh those 10 minutes yeah so i did see that new trailer it looked pretty amazing yeah definitely i, I was hoping they would play the trailer before green night last night and they did not but i heard some people did so that's why i was kind of hoping y'all did mm-hmm. Uh, that's a trailer that plays well anywhere, I think. I think yeah. film Twitter, it's a little divisive, but I think generally people are actually excited for that movie. And Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to do better than we expect. I think everyone's expecting a bomb, but I, I think a lot of nerds like Dune, like in the real world. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll be fine, you know. Fingers crossed for that sequel, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's we'll like see. too far ahead to think about yeah 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 uh, we're here to talk about green knight today and, and some other stuff but first uh what i've seen recently i saw guy ritchie's wrath of man which i was looking forward to and i missed it in theaters and it blew me away i am a noted guy ritchie fan and defender mm-hmm. uh i at least <laughs> i don't know on, about defender but... yeah i, I don't the know him as a person I, i'm I a fan about a film, as a filmmaker yeah. I, I, appreciator I like most of his movies, and Gene and I know we're, we're definitely the King Arthur Hive, along with a couple other members of Film Twitter. You're on your own on that one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that movie's going to have its day in the sun. Um, Snatch is literally one of my top, like, maybe 10. Yeah, Snatch is fucking great. I, I love I love Snatch. Um, I love Rock and Rolla. Yeah, I, that's my favorite one. Rock and Rolla is I literally rented Layer Cake from the library, and I haven't watched it quite yet, but I'm going to watch it soon. I'm surprised oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. But um, I fucking hate King Arthur. (laughs) That's like the opposite of what I wanted. It's like the opposite of Green Knight. It's like the anti. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Green Knight can canonically work as a sequel. No, shut up. Get out of here. Because it's all part of the same Arthurian myth. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Wrath of Man, I thought, was unbelievably good. It. Like a lot of movies this year, I'm kind of like they're the ones I'm watching, like at least like are fine. The ones I finish, I'm like, all right, cool, thumbs up, right? Every once in a while I'll get a Mortal Kombat or something like that, where I'm just like, <laughs> everyone yeah. lied to me. But this movie it felt like it like shook me and I was like, that that's a fucking movie right there. Like God. Like it. it it it's vicious. <laughs> it was really angry. And mm-hmm. 
I didn't know he had that in him, quite frankly. Um, the anger, but, yeah. Yeah, but Ooh, it didn't leave me like anger within him. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like it, it didn't leave me like like empty or anything though. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like a needlessly cynical. It was. It has very pointed thoughts. I think about like uh, capital in this country. I'll yeah. say. But um, it was really, really good. I really implore people to watch it. And uh, I did rewatch Sabotage, David Ayer's best film. Uh, also, because uh, I uploaded the retrospective for that, for the failed Blockbusters retrospective. It might have failed at the theaters, but it didn't fail in our hearts. At least Matt Garingo's and I's hearts. Everyone else seems to hate that movie, but we like it. So. It's yeah. really gross and disgusting, and Maybe. I can't really recommend it. Yeah, I think uh, David Ayer and like Guy Ritchie, two ends of the spectrum. I, I trust us. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. I bet I wouldn't be able to stand David Ayer in a room. Probably not. No. I know he's got like film Twitter cred right now because he's fighting for his director's cut and I'm all for, for that. Okay, you whatever. Because everyone I know is picking on him. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm on the, I'm following, I, I don't want to say the wrong people because they're good people, but I the get why people are a note app saying that he saw people die, but, and now he's working. Like literally started by saying, I've seen people die. <laughs> and then the end of it is, I'm working on the cut. <laughs> Did you read that, Daniel? I read. No, I, there's no I way it. I was going to read that. I read, read it. No, Just, uh, that was that kind of thing where, like, uh, not reading that, but happy for you or sorry that happened. Yeah, you no, know, like, that was yeah. my response. To that. <laughs> Too long didn't read. Sorry that happened to you. <laughs> I like, I opened the sabotage episode by saying he's my enemy. So, like, I don't. <laughs> sorry. It was, man. Uh, it was an interesting read. Very, uh, very, like, a. Uh, like a look into his uh into his head we'll say that manic manic yeah <laughs> manic read, manic. Yeah. Eh, well you know you know what they say that's i don't know um i, know. I also want to just mentioned that i saw old and i really loved old and that's kind of a can of worms at the moment because Shyamalan films always seem like they have a lot to talk about whether you love them hate them or fall in between the middle and I kind of want to start talking about film cred and the green knight so i'll just say i think it might be one of his like top five best films so film cred discord agrees with you it seems yes. like yes they're all saying old is one of their favorites as far as i've seen i haven't even watched the trailer for that either there's an old beach that's cool have fun <laughs> <laughs> the cover reminds me of a goosebumps cover. oh totally oh, does, does. It? Huh. yeah yeah but like i love that poster i want well, that poster yeah, yeah. Right. i'm not really like a collector guy anymore like like i, I have this fucking this Don't old star wars guy. mug thing with the for the little straw hole in the top right oh. and like i just i just had it in my room i didn't clean and so it's been in the background of a couple episodes but like i didn't do it on purpose i don't care but I want that old poster <laughs> so badly. So. I did this. I did this curtain full of cat holes on purpose. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought that was like an aesthetic thing. It's aesthetic, like, oh, yeah. Really cool. it's yeah. The cat's aesthetic. That's what he mm-hmm. wanted. <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of usher my cat out the room because she's having a little tantrum because she saw another animal in the backyard. Oh no! And so she's yeah. like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess that's all we've watched recently. No other movies or TV shows on planet Earth have occupied spaces in our brains. So go go check out what we recommended. I don't think we talked about anything we didn't like, right? Designing oh, Women. Like... You don't got to watch that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go go watch everything else, uh, everything else we mentioned. But Sarah, uh, you've worked on film cred for just over a year at this point. 
Can you tell us a little bit about it and what you guys do there? Uh, it is a normal film criticism website. Well, there's reviews and like features and stuff like that from any writer that pitches us an idea. Um, kind of the only unique thing really is that we kind of made a point of giving newer writers more of a chance. I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of sites where they get a lot of pitches in the inbox and they don't respond or they're like, okay, we already have that. We don't need to respond to them. So the writers end up sending out a lot of pitches and never hearing back. It's like the job market. You apply to like eight places and nobody tells you why they didn't hire you. They just say thanks anyways, at the most. Um, so I thought it would be a little bit more uh, useful <laughs> for editors like me to actually respond and to give constructive criticism. Um, once we accept a pitch, we actually like go through and do tracking changes. So we're not just making the edits and publishing it as is. We're actually showing the, the writer what they need to change and why. And uh, they can debate us. <laughs> they can like explain why they wrote something new. It, it takes longer, but the process puts out a better end result for someone who needs those samples and like on their portfolio. So kind of my goal is to help develop writers so they know what they should do when they're going to other places um, and create samples and stuff so they can get published elsewhere. Uh, and it's working out good. <laughs> um, we have about 130 people in our Discord. So that means people who, I mean, maybe only three of them. I mean, Diego, you're in there. You don't check it, but you're in there. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe only like a handful are not writers. Most of, the, most of everybody is a contributor. So in a year, I mean, we've published like, I can't even, I don't even know how many articles we published actually. Sometimes it's like three a day on a weekday. So it's like, 20 times 12. It's a lot. I don't want to talk about it. I'm having a panic attack. No, no, no math. <laughs> no, this is a no math podcast. I, I need to put that like in a banner board or something like that because I'm, I, math just intimidates me. I and, don't know how I've ever passed math class. It doesn't make well, any I, sense to me. I hardly did. Um, and then, uh, you know, we started paying a few months in. So we pay everybody who writes anything for, and gets published on the site gets paid. And uh, yeah, it's just stuff that I'm working on. We started a shop so I could help pay more. <laughs> we have a Patreon, things like that. Yeah, I, I love from cred. And I'm not just saying that because I have you on the podcast, but like I, I think what you're doing is really great because the the film critic space gets a little not just like antagonistic at times, because that sometimes that can be a little fun, but like it, it is hard for people who don't have like a space to hone their voice or like to get noticed on on a larger public scale because you know you always hear like we'll start your own blog you're like posts on letterbox regularly whatever right like i think letterbox is more recently anyways but like that's not enough all the time like that's it's, it's always frustrating. hard yeah like, especially if like you have your own i know people that have had their own blog for years and only have published to their own blog and some sites will just be like, oh, you've only wrote for a personal blog. I'm not even gonna look at your samples. Or someone's been posting on Letterboxd and has great things to say, but they never published to a blog or a medium or anything. So they never tried to write a full review. And again, Letterboxd link, you're not gonna set a Letterboxd link to like Collider. Like it's just not gonna work. So yeah, I wanted to find like the middle ground. Like there's a stepping stone between only posting to your personal site and actually getting post 
to a real site. And there is also something to the fact of I was paid for that. That gives you more credibility in the end. So I was like, if I can pay, then hell yeah, let's, let's figure that out. And we did. And, and it, it, it's, I pay a lot out of pocket, but like it's, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm, I'm financially stable. So uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I think we've helped a lot of writers. Um, but again, my goal is not to like become like a monolith. It's literally just to try out some new ideas and have people go to other places. It's a stepping stone. It shouldn't be like the end all. You only ever write for film cred because this site's not ever supposed to be like the next discussing film or anything like that. Yeah. No, that's really helpful to a lot of young writers because, you know, yeah, just like the blogging, you know, the blogging thing. It's like, uh, you know, like working in film where they're just like, yeah, work for, you know, work for free. And then, you know, you put enough on your resume and, you know, eventually, you know, I guess someone will hire, but, you know, sometimes uh, that doesn't work out. So that's good to like always help developing people. You'll end up writing for free forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without, without getting that chance. So Yeah, and that's, that, that's you're getting taken advantage of I think um because I've shifted away from an interest in journalism right but the best advice I got when I started like getting really involved in writing critical like papers and, and articles online was uh from my pal David Shreve and he said like if you're good enough to be published you're good enough to be paid like it's just that simple and I, I think that's very true and I think anyone who says otherwise is, is trying to trying to keep that money for themselves quite frankly so it 100 yeah. depends on who the editor-in-chief is and how they can like there is, there are ways to figure it out if you can't run your site to be even halfway credible like profitable towards being able to pay the writers then you got to figure something else out like you haven't and taking that leap to start paying is difficult but it, once you figure it out it's it's so easy for me to do now um between patreon between we have ads on the website and now the shop like we're doing we're okay i'm not making a profit i'm still spending money out of pocket but like i didn't do this thinking i was gonna make a profit ever i did this because of what i just said you know just because i want to create a different situation for what i see on film twitter all the time um but also i get to train editors too which is really cool i mean i went to college for editing like that was what I wanted to do anyways. And I couldn't find a space where I got to do that the way I wanted to. So I had to create it myself. But there's so many writers who want to be editors or at least learn and understand it. Because when you understand the other side of it, of like how to read someone's work and give them that feedback, uh, it makes you a better writer, 100%. You start to see how much plot summary is in a review and you're like, oh, I was doing that too. I got to stop. Let me, let me mm-hmm. fix that. So um yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's it was a great year to start, amazingly, because everything is so virtual. We were able to cover like tons of film festivals and we still are. So nice. with TIFF going virtual, so virtual this uh, upcoming year, where it's awesome. So it's all yeah, I, I saw you guys got uh, accredited for that. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. Excited to see the TIFF coverage. Yeah, so. we got three people in the TIFF. All right. Yeah, that's exciting. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah, no Clifford cool. this year, though. So no Clifford. Uh, yeah, I think so... we might pull back because of that. Um, yeah, we might have to. Tiff, get it together. No, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a whole other can of worms, I guess. Didn't they so. do Sonic? <laughs> uh, uh, they did The know. Predator. <laughs> Shane yeah, Black's The yeah. Predator, which is like. No, there was a kids movie they cut. They had one year. Mm. And it was it was like a Clifford. It was like um, 
Oh, I don't know. I feel like it might have been Sonic now. I don't know, guys. That would be yeah. amazing. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I think with Sonic, might not have been with all the, like, changes in his character design and yeah, all that crazy been cool. stuff. Yeah, uh, I been... don't remember. <laughs> but that's, that's funny. I got to look into that because, yeah, sometimes they have, like, the weirdest stuff. Like, Solo played at yeah. Cannes Film Festival Cannes. when it came out. Like, what? Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did, too. <laughs> you know what i can kind of get that because you know steven spielberg like the the king of hollywood solo right. well like solo, solo? Uh, so you know like, it was ron howard right so yes ron yeah. howard kind of i mean look i like ron howard like 90 percent of that movie 90 percent ron howard <laughs> yeah 10 percent lord and miller yeah yeah you know i like ron howard but he's not he's not steven spielberg <laughs> <laughs> um I was trying to have a segue. There's none, mm-hmm. but you you're also doing uh, digital zines, yes? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you you had, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Milf May. Yes, we did. Yes, Milf May. And uh, I believe there's like a hot daddy summer. Hill, uh, Dilf June. De Dilf June. June. Excuse me. I think hot daddy summer was someone that's a, else's that's a good tweet. One, though. That might be next summer. Uh, there you go. <laughs> take it I, I endorse it completely um so what's it what's it like going from like being an EIC and covering like all these different spectrums of just like building up the website and then you're building up like what what I think is just like a really cool like not even a trend I, I just think it's like a really cool subsection of film discussions online you know because like magazines are harder to get published in now more than ever and a lot of people are kind of like making their own stuff. And I think it's a really great way of expressing uh, all the different ways that film criticism can also be really creative, you know, and not just uh, with Milf May. Yeah, I um, it wasn't my original idea, but, but the zine was brought up early on, like real early. And it was just going to be like smaller articles based around a theme, like just like 500 words at most, like more like 300 words, talk about whatever the heck you want. And the cool thing about the zine is like, we can come up with the stupidest idea we all agree upon. And then all we have like a little meeting and everybody's like, okay, I want to write about this from this movie. Like uh, Mary Beth wrote about um, one of the SpongeBob episodes. Uh, we had a future cred. We had like all like space, like futureology type things. And Mary Beth just wanted to write about the one episode of SpongeBob where he goes in the future and everything is like Chrome. Mm-hmm. you know that yeah yeah yes. i remember that episode, and it was just like i was like hell yeah let's fucking go dude like yeah do it um uh we're currently about to put out literally today it's supposed to come out but we're so behind on it so hopefully we get it done uh we're doing fake bands so bands from television shows and movies that were just for the show or the movie mm, um and we're literally having like a battle of the fake bands so it's all like <laughs> that style of them like battling each other and who would win and stuff like that um it's fun it's really really fun I mean we literally just say hey let's write three 300 to 400 word features some one pagers and then we do like a listicle with everybody gets to write a blurb and we work on that all month and put it out on the first of the next month and um, that goes directly to the patreon so I mean we needed a perk for the patreon but I'm very very particular about the patreon um uh so i don't ever want to put someone's writing behind a paywall 
especially since this site is literally supposed to be for them to have those samples and everything. So I don't want to put actual writing. I want to put bullshit writing, like literally talk to me for 300 words about whatever the hell you want to, but don't, don't use a good idea here. <laughs> <laughs> don't use a really good, like MILF May. <laughs> um, MILF May, uh, one of our writers wanted to write about, uh, oh my God, I forgot her name. This is incredible. And she wanted to write about an actress. Okay, and never mind. She wanted to write about an actress. And the, I don't remember the actress's name, but she, and she was going to, and then I was like, and then we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa this could, should be an article instead. You should get paid for this. This is really good. You're going to write an awesome, like deep dive into this actress and everything she's ever done. So she wrote as an article instead, got paid. And then we didn't put it in the zine because we're like, no, you, it's, it's, you're going to write pages on this. This is like, a thesis go don't do this <laughs> um so uh yeah it's kind of cool because we get ideas that end up being features like on the actual website and then we get ideas that are just like spongebob future episode <laughs> um and then this month we decided we want we have an open policy on what kind of pitches we receive literally that's why we get such weird i like and cool and unique like features because we don't think we don't ask for a theme we don't say it has to be about this I don't assign out stuff to people I take whatever is given to me um and if you give us samples and you are there and you're you know able to write a review or or a feature then I'm gonna accept it um and if you're I don't feel like you're ready I'm gonna go back to you and give you advice on how to get to the next step so you could be featured on the site um but uh <laughs> this time we're like okay I feel like some people are not pitching to us because they don't know what to write. We could give them that little bit of like something. We can give them that unique idea. And the zine is already such, always such a unique theme. So, um, so our editor, Alex Fernandez, you know, Alex, <laughs> who was on me on my other podcast, We Forgive You, I had the idea of like kind of asking for pitches that can, can help promote the zine but are actually going to be features on the website from new contributors. So we basically went on Twitter and said, this is the, th the zines theme. We want three, three we're going to set three pitches that match this theme and put it on the website. Um, kind of like cross promote, I guess. And uh, we got such good pitches because it's like, again, fake bands. So we wanted like the most, the most niche, like fake band you could think of. We got Bratz, the Bratz movie, like, <laughs> we got um the one of the band the band from Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm -hmm. they always played at the club and like the oh first yeah from the bronze oh my god it's so good um and I honestly forget the last one it, it is oh oh it's two plus gather together which was an MTV band in their first like mockumentary that became a series of a boy band like a fake boy band. I'm not you know, They should have never gave me money. That's the real issue is that I was I, I make money and I spend it on random ass articles for this <laughs> website. Um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be really cool. And we're gonna be publishing those those pieces from brand new writers who have never been to us for us before uh, throughout August. So uh, that worked out really well. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> no, it, it sounds it sounds super exciting. And yeah. uh, before we 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 move on to the Green Knight, um, how can we support you? you? You mentioned the Patreon, 
you take ads on the website. Are those like the primary uh, ways of supporting you besides, uh, oh, also the shops to, to, yeah, to buy merch, yeah. right? So the Patreon's cool because it's, if you pay $5 a month, you're going to get all the zines. That's how you get access to the zines. It's $5 a month. And then anything less than that, you get on the thank you page, like, thanks for contributing, but it's $5 a month if you want the zine. That's the, that's the deal. Because <laughs> we, we have an actual, Ray Sumlin is like an actual graphic designer who works on those. They, they look awesome. Um, have you, have you looked at them? Yes. <laughs> I, I, you sent me the very first one too. And, and <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really cool. They're, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then the shop just opened shop look at this design isn't it cool i like it yeah um i I love back the 3d glasses yeah because we have a kind of like a 3d thing going on so um but that that was also designed by ray so uh we we just put the shop on the website for our first anniversary uh it's done really well and we have stickers and we have another shirt we're gonna keep on putting out stuff Uh, we're working on a hat right now yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like a baseball cap oh um that's really it. Uh, if anybody's watching this and wants an ad, I'll talk to you about it. <sighs> we have a super yaki ad. We're cool, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although the competition when it comes to the clothes, or no, maybe maybe you both elevate each other. That's oh, no, no, no. We're not going to try to do what they're doing. They're, <laughs> they're freaking awesome. No, we're just literally just keeping it on our brand for sure. I have um, my, uh, my, my Kathy Yan support shirt over there from them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like... I'm rocking all. The- I forgot to watch my wear my summer of dev shirt. <sighs> I forgot. <laughs> this is I good would- because your trauma will remind me to wear my Kathy, my fan of Kathy Yan shirt on Tuesday when Gene and I go see Suicide Squad early. So don't be like me, please. No. I was so upset. I will. Take I pictures. washed it. I even said in the group chat, "Hey, I have to do laundry." Hashtag do it for dev. And I did my laundry, the shirt was clean, and then I ended up wearing a striped, boring-ass basic shirt to Green Knight last night. I was very upset because I didn't realize until I sat in the chair, I said, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Super yucky, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I, You know what? I guess I'll have to watch it again. And links down to everything at Film Cred below. Uh, We'll do plugs at the end of the episode just to litigate that. But I guess let's talk about the Green Knight. How green was our night and Sarah I, I'm very sorry about your shirt experience um where are you coming from with David Lowry where are we all coming from with director David Lowry here do we all like him Does I've he... never seen any of his other films okay <laughs> I like most of his films I did not like a ghost story I liked what it was going for I didn't mm. it's a short film dude didn't Sure. Sorry. <laughs> that's my that's my big take on that. It's a little too long. You might hear me repeat that phrase again later this year or mm-hmm. later this episode. This year, what the fuck? My brain's all over the place today. I really like Peeps Dragon though. I'm sorry. I think you'd like Peeps Dragon a lot. I've got too. it saved on Disney Plus. I'm ready to watch it. Um, I, I think I might. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And uh Gene, thumb thumbs up, David Lowry, thumbs yeah. down. I've uh, enjoyed most of his films. There's like one or two that I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen Peach Dragon, but won't get around to that. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, really I mean, quick. Sorry, he's got to interrupt because if anyone's a dog lover or like has pets, you're gonna love Peach Dragon. That's just like a fact. So oh, okay. Okay. yeah. I'm like, sorry, you're gonna say the opposite. I'm like, oh god, a dog dies in Peach Dragon. Oh shit. 
yeah. Um, but yeah, his last film, The Old Man and the Gun, I thought I really uh, I thought was really well made. Um, I like to go story enough. I don't think it's uh, perfect, but yeah, I find myself enjoying um, it most, if not all of his movies. Um, it's like probably one or two don't enjoy as much, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, just The Old Man and the Gun. I, uh, I really appreciated uh, just the storytelling and how he tells the story. So, yeah. I feel like the story premiered at a festival I was at, but I don't remember which one. And I remember people, yeah, it was probably like 2017 South by Mm. Southwest. And maybe, I don't know. And I remember people talking about it and talking about the pie scene. And I was like, yes. I was like, I was like in line listening to people talk about. It. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm good. <laughs> Just, uh, cinematic like a- experience of a uh, grief-stricken person eating a pie. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. like ten minutes, and apparently, really? apparently, yeah, no, no joke, right, Gene? And uh, pretty appar- long. Apparently, Rooney Mara had never even heard of pie know. before, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, "What? <laughs> like, never?" And then she mysteriously disappeared from mainstream cinema after that so there's a there's a pie agenda an anti-rooney mara agenda from the pie industry no she was in that uh jesus movie yeah but was it ever released it was released like for all of the week was it like was it released or was it like distributed okay okay, i'm just saying pie industry (laughs) has its fingers in many pies she's too rich for pie you know what i mean yeah, she grew up with like yeah things fed to her she didn't even need to see if it was pie or not that's true she probably just didn't know anyways the green knight did we like it let's just hop into it yes 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 i don't have to delete my twitter uh i do like it i liked it better after i had a conversation about it with the film cred discord after that i was like okay i understand things now I can comprehend this, which is cool, but it took a while. <laughs> it is a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I'll say this, it's definitely an experience. Yeah. And if I sound critical, it's only because I think so much of what I loved about the movie, like, I, I'm definitely positive on it. I, I'm th- two thumbs up from Diego. It's a little long. <laughs> it's, I didn't yeah, feel like a little it was bit. Super long. I was okay. Okay, okay. There were scenes I've heard that, that are yeah. extended longer than they, but that sounds like that's his thing, right? I mean, pie mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. There were scenes that were long for like what he was trying to do with the emotional effect, but I didn't feel like the overall movie, I didn't, I didn't check the time. Um, I didn't know how long the movie, I didn't look at what the runtime of the movie was before I went in the movie, which I think helped. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. usually when I know how long a movie it is, I'm like, oh, this is gonna take forever. Has it been an hour yet? Has it been an hour mm-hmm. and a half yet? Where are we at here? Um, no, I was okay. I was okay with the, the length. I that that's I would agree with what you just said about like the, the, the actual like overall story, I don't think is too long. And mm-hmm. it's not even the full Green Knight story, which I'll talk about. Does, is anyone else familiar with the 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 actual I am after people explaining <laughs> to me last night. <laughs> oh, okay like okay the actual, okay yeah. like taylor yeah the actual tale by yeah yeah I had to someone who probably. was forgotten by history unfortunately right yeah um, i had to read it in college or elementary school or something yeah i i i mean i'm not going to be like one of the people like i love all or three like i'm interested but i didn't i definitely didn't read it before the movie was coming out or at least i knew it was and then i when it came, was coming out last year i was like i'm gonna get into this i love 
like all this round table Excalibur shit. I just saw Excalibur for the first time earlier this year. Whoa. Um, I think I'll love it. Zack Snyder's you watch favorite it, movie. It, it's Zack Snyder's favorite movie. And when you watch it, you're just like, oh, everything makes sense now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I read the, the Green Knight story when the Green Knight was coming out last year and then it got pushed back and I was like well now I'm just gonna sit with this information <laughs> and whatever and um it's it's interesting it feels more expansive than the film which is weird to say because the film is like so big at times mm-hmm. yeah but it's also like a much more like subjective tale about Sir, Sir Gawain you know like it's very much his experience and that it made for like a very different experience from the, the story and the movie and I I think that's cool that's a positive for me I don't need yeah. the same experience replicated you know what I mean I just mm-hmm. it's, a, well, it's, it's a, an adaption too yeah yeah you know so like liberties are going to be taken and stuff like there's no like giants in the story you know this is yeah. a much more like fantastical iteration of that story um and it's cool it, it, it's it's very cool uh I guess we don't we won't get too heavy into spoilers right now, but we're all thumbs up, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thumbs up. Um, so now we will just get into spoilers then, because I I guess if you're interested in the movie, we all like it. Go watch it. Uh, <laughs> just know that it it has like a glacial pace, but it's intentional. It's not. I don't think it was an accident that the movie moves slow. And I think it pays off really well. I think the ending's like perfect mm-hmm. uh, for this story. I found some moments, and again, this is like where I'll talk about specific stuff in the film. Right. Where like he's caught by the bandits, Barry Kilgan, the, the guy from Dunkirk and Killing of a Sacred Deer, who's one of my favorite character actors right now. Uh, when they leave him there to die, when they leave Dev Patel there to die, and everyone's like, no, not Dev Patel. Uh, and the camera does this cool thing where it shows the passage of the seasons and time, and then it wheels back around to him and it's a skeleton. I was like, wow, what an incredible like display of technical showmanship. I would have absolutely asked the director to cut that out of the movie because you, <laughs> I don't think you needed that, but it looks amazing. You know what I mean? I was talking to my boyfriend about this last night where he was like, why did that happen? And I I think that it was necessary for me because it's kind of a foreshadowing of what happens later with him when he sees his life go in one direction and he makes a decision to do it otherwise. It's literally what happens. He, He could have just laid there and became a skeleton. He made the conscious decision to not do that and to go scuffle over to the sword so so i needed that to understand that this could this is a like a mechanic of the story that could happen Mm -hmm. like things can shift like time can he can make a different decision and change the outcome so that's why i took it that way and i liked it because it's very very mythology feeling like it's very like it, it reminds me of like those kinds of stories. Like that was something so much, very like, I really like Celtic mythology. I've never read this story before. Um, I focused almost everything I ever did on like, I only want to read about Morgan Le Fay. Fuck yeah. Like if, if Morgan Le Fay is doing something. However, I didn't know Morgan Le Fay was part of this story. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. But that was so cool. But uh, I'm, I didn't know anything about this. Going in as blind as I did was really hard though. Cause I went in blind. My boyfriend went in blinder than that. And it was, it, it created a lot of confusion. 
And I think some of that confusion is actually not even solved when you do understand the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I want to hear from you too, Gene, but like we had a discussion coming out of the theater and because Morgan Le Fay is not like the revelation that like she's kind of, she's kind of the one that calls the Green Knight and stuff like that to, to the trial, to, to make mm-hmm. it like a trial for her son. That's like, it's kind of, because it's written old, I, I I would be lying if I said I had like a full 100% understanding of it, but like I definitely have an interpretation of it where I, that's like an accident. It wasn't meant to hurt her son. Mm-hmm. It's meant to hurt Arthur. Everything Morgan Le Fay kind of does in the story is about like, you know, hurting Arthur and like getting power for herself. But yeah, and she's like a a fascinating character in literature and kind of weird that she's not like, known as like one of the better antagonists and stuff she's one of the greatest yeah like i think we were talking um we were talking last night in the group chat we were talking about how it's not just her 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 characters that obviously has to be mixed with another character Mm -hmm. um in some stories uh king arthur um you know she's his antagonist but also in some stories, his other sister, which is her actual like blood-related sister, has a child, and then, like that child, she wants that child to become the king. So mm-hmm. it's not that he wasn't in line to become the king, but it was more like she was de- she might have been doing things to develop her son to become king, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, or to like get in good favor with King Arthur, so that happens. Things like like there's something there, but because it's not so he doesn't make any like the director doesn't make any like reason for it to act he doesn't explain it he doesn't make it yeah there's no like like, aha moment it while it's a hundred percent cool to see morgan lee fay doing magic like and being like pagan and like being you know a woman of color other than white that was so fucking cool i wish they did kind of explain more of her purpose for things because i would have liked it even so much more because it was just i mean i i wasn't even sure it was her um, and then when I realized it's her, as the magic was happening, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, hell yeah, I'm really fit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hyped. I genuinely got excited in the theater. My boyfriend had no idea why I was excited. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm really fit. I think it's because it's a melding of characters, though, mm-hmm. uh, which happens all the time. Every different, like, even in the books, like, any adaptations, even, like, in the stories itself. Celtic mythology, they always make like a conscious decision of like okay who does king arthur have sisters does mordred exist like all this kind of stuff they always switch stuff around it gets really confusing yeah and also we should say that like because the the king arthur narrative and like the the whole camelot mythology as a whole you know like there are some like historical scholars who are like well like a variation of all these stories did happen but it's just someone's interpretation yada yada what's so awesome to me is that like in that time period you could have just been like oh yeah there was another knight at the rounds table his name was sir gaywin and then it's like okay that's just part of history now mm-hmm. there you go that's all you needed i just think that's really cool that that stories could work like that um yeah and but the, the the point I, I was i wanted to make was that like i was really caught off guard like oh they're just they're just showing the cards with the morgan lefay stuff like right off the bat mm-hmm. and yeah, I definitely do wish there was a little more like explanation there because I do like the the ambiguous nature of the story even to the ending point, which we'll get to. Um, but it to me like the written story is kind of about like what it means to 
be a man of your word. That's like the baseline message of the story, right? You have to be a man of your word and like the truth will set you free kind of thing. But it's also about like how, whether people realize it or not, like you're, you people will try to like mold your destiny for you and try to like guide you in specific directions. And like the power of Sergei when becomes like his ability to determine what is honorable for himself and that's like oh that's the message of the story and how knighthood might be kind of like contradictory to like human experience and like love and such like that and and, and adventure's not really all it's cut out to be and it's like a lot of interesting stuff you can get from this story and this film is very like it's almost like cosmically imbued with all these ideas you know it's like so part of me is also like it is kind of cool that they don't explain Morgan Le Fay. Like King Arthur is never called King Arthur in the film. He's just yeah. called the king, you know, mm-hmm. and like uncle. And so I think that's like super interesting. And he doesn't have kids here. And it's like, there, there's all these different directions you could have taken with this story. Cause you could just make up anything with the Camelot myths. And mm-hmm. yeah, I like in my mind, King Arthur dies on the battlefield fighting Mordred and then he goes to Avalon and Morgan Le Fay is taking care of him for none of that to happen I'm like okay cool it's realist that's awesome that's awesome however like it's just so they don't even explain like if you came in not even knowing about Morgan Le Fay and only knowing King Arthur's a person he's got a round table you wouldn't understand why she, her, the sister was doing something to hurt her own son or to hurt mm-hmm. King Arthur so it's very 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 confusing mm-hmm my cat is yelling <laughs> yeah she was uh she was a green <laughs> thank you thank you um it, it is very confusing in that regard and then going into the other part that's exceptionally confusing is why they cut so much out of the actual story which is him at the lord lady's house um they made it very very short and they didn't even keep the same kind of kissing mechanism oh uh mm-hmm. which i think you understand the most diego because you actually... yeah and because like i i had heard that like uh it might be a little more heteronormative and like it it is but like the the lord and, and gene this is and listeners this is referring to the, the scene at the end with uh alicia vikander's second character in the film yeah. and uh joel edgerton lord joel edgerton and um he, he definitely still wants to like fuck him <laughs> in the movie right? but isn't like that, the opposite like isn't dev supposed to kill joel like that's the, the main, it, that's it, the purpose in the original tale or in, in the original, original tale. tale he is k- kissing the lord because he is giving the kiss from the lady to him right like, mm-hmm. what he received is giving being given to the lord while yes. the yeah there's so supposed what, to be seven kisses passed back and forth yeah that's correct yeah yeah and he uh it, it, it is much more homoerotic like significantly more yeah and i i think it's it plays fine in the film like i i, I like the way it plays out differently there i I'm, i don't agree i don't get it at all i don't understand yeah. what the change i feel like the change completely confuses and gets rid of the original purpose oh okay okay i does he I, kiss does he kiss her during the the hand job scene in in the film uh, no no <laughs> no he doesn't he kisses, kiss her at all right no yeah, he, no yeah kisses no kisses her on the cheek no 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 he, that's earlier though yeah he kisses yeah. her on the cheek earlier then they make the deal then she does that 
and he yeah. doesn't he neither gives joel a hand job nor does he kiss him mm-hmm. and he doesn't give him the sash and joel kisses him yeah it, just, yeah, it gets him, rid of the whole game it just confuses the hell out of it and i don't know no that's that true it. yeah 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 and so gene in, in the original story the sash is no. left there if i'm yeah. not mistaken right sarah he, he leaves no the sash. no he still no. takes the sash he with takes, him because that's what prevents him from being uh yeah he has the sash with him when the head when he gets it when he's about to get his head chopped off okay okay that's right um i do agree i I didn't think about that yeah so that does mess up a little bit like the the messaging of like the not just the game but like his his honorable stuff get lowry on the phone right now i gotta ask i know hey man what's going on yeah (laughs) because i mean to me that that ended up making me think like oh they're gonna change the direction of his story he is going to run away in cowardice and he's not going to face the green knight and so when that happened when he has the whole last temptation of christ moment right uh gene mentioned that yesterday and i was like oh yeah that's exactly yeah that's definitely um, yeah yeah, i didn't i didn't think that wasn't real until no one was talking for like a couple minutes and i was like oh they're doing that that's really cool um, I but I thought it was, it was legit real. because he he left the 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 Lord like that, you know. Yeah, my argument is that everything we saw was real, but changes are made based off of characters' decisions. So he decides to do one thing, it happens, and then he decides to do something else. I don't think it's a fantasy. I don't. I just literally think like that's what we saw with the skeleton scene. Like that happens, and then it just switches back. It's like, nope. It's like uh, it's like Twilight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a Breaking Dawn Part Two game. Breaking Dawn Part Two. That's the comparison piece, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I no, that's not even what happened in Twilight though. That was definitely fake. Um, but but yes, there that is so confusing to me once I once someone explained what happens in the actual poem because again um there's so much of it i mean they just take out so much and they replace it with a lot of this filler which is well done everything all those other like little parts of the story leading up to the lord and lady are really fucking cool but it has nothing to do with the poem like who came up with that is winifred even a real person like is saint uh, winifred a real story i think so yeah i don't i don't know actually i'm not yeah. a christian i don't know <laughs> um, I, yeah. I think they just wanted the Dev Patel cum shot. That's not even a joke. Uh, I just think like we did it all for the cum shot. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I, I think the film also understands that Dev Patel is an attractive man, right? Mm. And a lot of people would like to do sex with him. Mm. And what's yeah, better marketing? It, you know, like me, I wasn't trying to see a cum shot. I was just trying to see him without a shirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. So who really is it for, David? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, this I just movie think, wasn't like, as sexy as I thought it was going to be. No, I heard. I heard it was like, oh, it's like the hottest movie of I, the year, and like I guess if we're grading on a curve. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I literally warned my boyfriend. I'm like, people are saying this movie's sexy. I'm like, you might have to like give me a fan or something like this is stressful and he's like he's like okay okay i'm here i'm i'm ready for it and then we see it and we watch the whole thing we get out like wasn't that sexy like i didn't see much like Mm. i saw some back i saw the spine if you're in the spines saw his uh butt oh i don't remember the butt i don't even remember the butt (laughs) 
I don't remember the butt either. Um, but I do think like that probably some of the, the the sexiness response is just that a lot of movies aren't even trying to be sexy anymore, you know? And it's like, that's why I'm super excited for the next Paul Verhoeven movie, hopefully coming out later this year or early next year. Benedetta, let's go. Because um, at the very least, that old pervert's gonna make a sexy movie in some capacity. So I heard uh I heard there's um a penis in uh Suicide Squad. Oh really? Huh. I mean, Someone said the word hog. I don't. I think that means penis. If it doesn't, that's on me. Yeah, it is R-rated. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Could someone some King Shark drops dong? No, it's supposed to be Cena. Whoa! All right, good for him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no dong in in the Green Knight though. No dong in the no. Green Knight. Yeah, you get some but, giant uh, boobs. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like that they were kind of like almost like androgynous, you know? Like it didn't Old look bit. like any specific genders. Just like they are giant people, <laughs> and like yeah, the the one had like a giant baby too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I just like that that was like intentional. Like yeah, if there are other beings, they're not gonna like adhere to like what we look like, you know? They're gonna yeah, exactly be their own thing. I love the giants sequence that was uh really mystifying it was like i don't know like a cutscene out of a video game or something some people hated it yeah some people really didn't like it and i'd heard that going into it and i saw it and i was like oh well if the whole story's kind of like almost like humbling sir gaywin then that's kind of like what's more humbling than realizing like there's entire like other beings that are so large and so much bigger than you they don't even understand you what you're saying as like yeah, yeah you, you your words don't mean anything to them like i i thought that was really cool um just the fox oh the fox I, did you guys like the fox i like the little fox yeah holy fine little boy good boy yeah it's just it, what, what breed is it it's just a little boy it's just a little boy we're doing little boy things yeah that that's cool creep creepy uh antichrist voice at the end there but whatever eating a mushroom that you handed him that's cool yeah oh yeah that that's was cool. super gross that I don't know why that really bothered me. That, that was wasn't even that, that gross to me. That was fine. It was cool. The People vomit said this I can really deal gory with. too. And honestly, the only time that I was freaked out was when he cut his wrist trying to get out of the. Mm-hmm. That for me is like a bad scene for me because I. Ugh. But everything yeah. else was totally okay for me. I was good, man. Um, kind of wish I was like of a different mindset. You guys know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. I went into the theater, mm-hmm. I think that would have been good. But I wanted to go in like paying attention. But I feel like that would be give me a little more of an existential crisis coming out of it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I I get you. Um, I want to read out some tweet responses. Usually we get more, but I think everyone is just kind of like, I don't know what to think about the Green Knight. Right. And so, yeah. um, a friend of the show and a guest Shelby said, "Talking CGI foxes should be illegal," and I disagree oh, with you. I'm so sorry about sorry. that. Sorry, it's I'm, we're pro fox here. <laughs> What did the fox say? It said, your doom is at hand. Yeah. Um, at Hey Angelo Torres. Hey Angelo. Uh, I know it's a Shrek prequel, but that Lord Farquaad cameo was forced. Cool. So yep. these are the kind of responses we're getting. Yeah. Oh, and, um, right. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, at Darn That Dave, when I said, I think about the Great Knight, he said, same. <laughs> so I think everyone's just kind of mulling over like. It's hard. Yeah, what do we think about something like it's, this? Uh, it, it's very weird for a mainstream release, and I'm glad that A24 didn't like throw it under the bus and they, they kind of 
stuck like to their guns. I, part of me does wish it got a digital release because I did want to see it for so long so badly. <laughs> but like, yeah. right. Well, I'm glad I got trying, to watch it in a theater. They were still trying to release it like during the pandemic, which was just weird. Mm-hmm. Very uh, concerning saying it's going to come out August 2020. Our theater was pretty full. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's um we went to like West Austin where like it's just hills and rich people. Mm -hmm. And like people actually went to that theater and saw it. So I was pretty impressed. I I think Um, they're gonna have a small hit on their hands, honestly. So yeah, Yeah. I hope so. At least for first time watches or people who need to rewatch it because they don't understand anything that happened. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I've seen it uh twice and the second viewing does actually help or it helped a lot. So yeah, I use subtitles. Yeah, some of the sound design was a little hard of hearing. I mean, it's not like Tenet, sort of, but um, just like the Fox, like I can understand one or two of his, uh, what he was saying. And then um, the lady's monologue when she's talking mm-hmm. about the green and the red and like, mm-hmm. I loved it. It sounded beautiful. But I, at that point, I was sitting in the theaters. This is the first movie I've seen in the theater since oh. February 2020. That's good. I think I saw Emma last um so i went to the theater and i'm like god damn i haven't watched a movie without subtitles this whole time so uh yeah definitely pro subtitles on everything for myself personally i would have liked it and i feel like i would have picked up on things i would have known that was morgan lee Fay a lot faster you know Mm -hmm. so that would have helped me (laughs) i think i think everyone would have found out that it was morgan lee Fay like in any capacity yeah yeah because they don't like my sister okay cool thanks which one like there's three one of them you had sex with <laughs> which one is this like, but hey, he didn't know that's the whole yeah, that's the yeah, whole shindig. yeah. he didn't know either exactly yeah <laughs> um yeah. but yeah no. i would have been able to pick up faster yeah i think it's a very um uh takes a while to digest that sort of movie um which is you know um i think that's fine i mean you know that's why you could go back and watch it or watch it a second time and I don't know. I just miss that sort of, uh, you know, going back in the theaters, like just any sort of reaction to movies. Cause you know, I mean, people are seeing it and they're engaging with it, mm-hmm. engaging with it in a frustrating way. We're like coming out saying this is the worst movie ever. It's like, it's a lot worse movies, but that, uh, you know, just like people still like trying to decipher it. That's like the fun of theater going. I think we're going to see some amazing like film analysis on this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've read a few articles already and yeah, I'm just interested in other people's interpretation. Like I saw it with a a roommate and they had the idea that it was all just a dream or all just like a fantasy as soon as he quote unquote dies when they do that switch around. So yeah, I'm just interested in other people's like interpretations. Yeah. I think we're going to see like the, the, the all the religious trinkets he gets before he sets out on the journey and all of that being stripped away before you know before he can actually do the journey right there's something for that which is really cool like especially the mix of like pagan and christian kind of like stuff to protect yeah. him well all the all the all the christian stuff was eventually just absorbs the pagan stuff <laughs> that's why we celebrate christmas yeah <laughs> and um, and then I, like uh, the, the fact that he's not white and his mother's not white and mm-hmm. and like how he's depicted early on like you, we were talking about last night about how he was when he's painted at Camelot he they make him look very white and like very like like a real depiction of how that character would look when you read mythology but then uh but then like when they take a f- photograph of him it's actually him and like him like coming into that and not being just another white king 
of mm-hmm. a Christian nation. Yeah, cool. that, that, oh, I didn't think about that. That's that's a good one. That was not my idea. That's the group chat. I, I'm, no, just, that, I'm just yeah, what they were talking that's about. a good go film cred group chat. <laughs> that's really, that's really we're impressive. gonna have a really cool review. I I will show you guys when it comes out because yeah yeah it. definitely I'll I'll check that out. And like to me the the one thing that I latched onto the most was that yeah everything on his step of the journey he's getting stripped away the because he's coming from a, a background of privilege but it's almost like he feels like he hasn't like he's aware enough that he hasn't earned it because he doesn't have any great tales so that's why he feels the need to step up to challenge the green knight right Mm -hmm. and along the way like you know who is he like as not just a knight but like as a man like who is he as a person and he he'll really finally start to understand that when he sheds all of his his knightly gains his his almost his lineage at a certain point and i think at the end that he's i i don't think he'll get his head chopped off i think that that's a joke the green knight tells him and he says now off with your head like go away now because you passed because he finally lets go of like the sash and that's that's the last little bit of who he was before and now he can be who he's really like who he can be comfortable with Mm -hmm. you know that's my he's take on dead. the journey. Let's go with his ego. Mm-hmm. He's dead, dude. Yeah, you 100% think, so? yeah. think he dies. Yeah, I think oh. it's just a nihilist tale of like literally nothing matters. Okay. <laughs> I really believe. Oh, yeah. I think the 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 shedding of religious tokens and all that stuff is on purpose because it's saying none of this is going to protect you in the end from death. Mm. You're going to just you you're going to die. You just decide you want to die now or you want to die later. Do you want to do all this stuff that you're going to do? No, I'll just die now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's really open to like interpretation. Like, I, I think there's no invalid like way to look at it where everything's kind of open-ended in this film. Yeah, yeah. I also also want to say my personal feelings on like how men feel about their legacy and their greatness and like having something when they die. And then the women in the film telling him, why? <laughs> <laughs> why not just be what you are now? is very like big a big part of that too mm-hmm. it's like he could just accept who he is and stay on his course but he goes and goes after greatness and like in the end you're going to die either way so do you want that big legacy that you wanted or are you ready to go now i like that reading mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting yeah if anything the the film allows us to have all these different interpretations and readings and emotions and most importantly reminds us that it is in fact that Patel summer that was all summer mm-hmm. and if that's not a victory i don't know what is uh final thoughts on the green knight then so we can we can all wrap up here mm-hmm. and... i have to see you again with subtitles i got no final thoughts <laughs> 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 I, have to see again. I don't know what happened <laughs> i have ideas that was my own personal one i've also i want to give a quick shout out to mave who's part of our uh film cred right in his writing our our film uh our green knight review right now uh there uh, i just spouted off a lot of their ideas the only thing that was mine is the legacy part with the women telling you one thing and then telling you <laughs> another thing um i without them talking to me last night i would not have understood half of this mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh at neighborly frog uh gene final thoughts no um yeah no i, I felt like uh definitely see the movie more than once that'll help you out um and this uh, is a very, uh, again, open-ended film. And um, I think, you know, if 
just going into it with the right uh, mindset is very helpful. Um, not alluding to uh, smoking, but yeah, just kind of uh, going. You could though. You honestly yeah, could you, though. It might you really be good. You, you know, know. No, no, no. I think you'll have a panic attack. I have to talk like, to someone who did uh, it. I don't know for sure. I don't. I don't know if it's like a guaranteed bad trip, but um, you know, uh, you know, if you just go like, you know, it, this movie's not. I wouldn't say like challenge you, but uh, it's it's definitely open to your interpretation and just um. Just go in and just kind of like try to figure it out. I think that's a that's a good way to watch it. So you know, I think uh, a lot of people get a lot of different things out of it, and that's um, that's the cool part of uh, just engaging with a film. I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a comparison of this and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, they're both a little like slow, mm-hmm. not slow, but they're you know the scenes like flow really, you know slow really long or someone going on a journey thinking Mm -hmm. trying to find their legacy and realizing it's not their legacy and just shutting it down yeah yeah that that might be an interesting double feature yeah (laughs) that would be oh someone last night um i think it's paulie uh said that it should be um this and the last unicorn have y'all seen the last unicorn i've I've never seen that i just um that passed me by when i was a kid i just know it has like patrick stewart yeah i totally watched it as a kid fucked me right up that that is maybe i'm glad i didn't watch it's some depressing (laughs) dark shit (laughs) um definitely (laughs) recommend watching it overall especially if you're a grown-up now and you can handle it um that is a really cool double feature idea i liked it yeah like I'll I'll watch it for the first time and then I'll rewatch The Green Knight. So, yeah. Uh, on that note, Sarah Sorrentino, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Where Sarah. can the people find you and Film Cred again for plugs and sequels, of course? She's at Sarah Sorrentino. Don't really follow me though. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I literally just retweet Film Cred stuff. Um, at Film Cred for our Twitter, but it's also film-cred.com for the website and uh sequels is at sequels s-e-e-q-u-e-l-s uh we'll be back soon um Shaq is in germany and we're waiting for him to get back before we record again but uh that's that's like a two-year-old podcast now that we're keeping going strong so it's pretty awesome yeah i'm, I'm waiting for that return and for when, you, <laughs> when you guys do universal soldier day of reckoning because <laughs> that movie shreds oh god i think the next one we want to do is lion king one and a half that's right i I remember the last podcast you guys did that yeah yeah, it's a i don't know is that a sequel it's like a midquill or midquill yeah yeah we've done everything we've done prequels as long as as long as it's loosely direct to video we're gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) the rules have changed it's been two years we'll do whatever the hell we want (laughs) Uh, thank you again uh gene mm-hmm. plugs what do you got yes you could find me on twitter instagram gene9892 and you could find me at the diego crespo on twitter and uh, check out the waffle press on twitter youtube soundcloud spotify itunes and patreon where you can get early access to some other episodes we've got cooking legend of core retrospective uh uh book three part two went up yesterday at the time of this upload uh book three finale next week some Thanks. other failed blockbusters retrospectives coming up. Uh, I'll give one away. We just beat Racer. So check that out and see if that really is a, a hidden gem or if it deserves to be a failed blockbuster. I'm not even going to lie. You know where I stand on that film. It's a, it's a masterpiece. But anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>